morning everybody welcome to another live session with me my name is Emilio Jose Garcia and my mission in life is to make intentional living simple fun and available to every person on the planet how are you guys doing today I see faces. Oh, great. Thank you, Bonnie. I hope you guys can hear me well. If at any time you are experiencing technical problems, please uh, leave the session and come back to it because sometimes that resets uh, the connection for you. And if, if at any time I, I freeze or I just stop working, let's, let me know, okay? Sometimes it's just an isolated problem with just one or two people, but sometimes it's like a a general one so hopefully it doesn't happen today hi marisa hi bonnie thank you guys for being here today yeah cj so glad to be with you again it's been a full week and wow i miss you guys a lot <laughs> i have to say that uh, these live sessions with you guys are uh, have become like big pillars in my week because i do them every tuesday and thursday and and I'm also like, I have courses here, so I, I respond to people's questions. So it has become a huge part of my life and I really enjoy it. And this past week, it's been good, but I miss you. I miss the energy. I miss showing up. I miss like hearing from you. So yeah, I really, I really miss it a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, good morning. Happy to be here with you. Thank you, Brenda. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here with you all. Hi, Sammy. How many of you are new to my live sessions? How many of you, this is your first time? Just curious to know. And by the way, like uh, you notice that my background is different and the last couple of weeks I've been doing the lives in my uh, daughter's bedroom. <laughs> so you can see that, uh, probably I'm gonna show you around. You can see this is her cozy corner. So basically when she's upset, she says, I wanna go to my cozy corner. And then she comes here with a, uh, her stuffy, she sits there and then she maybe draws on the board and then she just takes some quiet time. But yeah, this is her room, like her curtains, her art, some toys. She has a little table here. Uh, yeah, and I'm here because there is construction happening in my street and it's really loud. So on the other room is really loud. So I just drag the table here and this is my office temporarily. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Nice to see you here. Finishing a yoga practice and listening. Amazing. This is my second life with you. I love the cozy corner. Hi, Sammy. Thank you. Uh, hi, Jan. Hi, Nati Nati. My first time. Looking forward to it. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you for being here. Amazing. I bought that book you suggested. Thank you so much for that recommendation. Which one? What book did you buy? Uh, Nati Nati. I'm just curious because I, I recommended a few, so I don't know which one you, you mentioned. And I follow your, your suggestion, uh, organizing from the inside out. Oh, that's a good one. Read it carefully. And there is a lot of information in there. So just start applying things uh, slowly and you will see that it really works. It's a very good system, okay? Uh, you're gonna love it. So this book that we're gonna be covering today, it's called Time to Parent. And it's actually from the same author as organizing from the inside out. Her name is Julie Morgenstern. And 
I really love this book because almost three years ago, I became a parent, right? I have a daughter. She's almost three years old now. She's going to be three in January. And it's funny because my wife went to the library and she stumbled into this book in one of the shelves. We had no idea that she was writing this book. Uh, and then she took it out and she kind of glanced it, but I read it and I loved it. I really loved it because it gives you a framework to work with. And it's not only about be, uh, how to be a parent. It's also about how to be a person, right? A human being. And, and that's what I look from that. That's what I like from this book, uh, that she doesn't only focus on being a good parent and the time management around that. She also encourages you to, to take time for yourself, right? And in, integrate that in your life. On top of that, she also has a great podcast that is called The Same Way, Time to Parent. Okay, the podcast is beautiful. I really love listening to content. So I will share these resources in the circle at the end of the session, okay? So you will find a recording of this session so that you can re-listen to it if you want. And I will share a blog post I brought with all the podcast episodes in there. Okay, so that you can share them, you can listen to them at your own convenience. And I promise you that you're going to get a lot of value from them. Because reading the book is one thing, listening to content is another thing, and then start putting things into practice is a different one. So the combination of those styles uh, really helped me embrace the concepts. Okay, so the book, as I said, any of you have read this book, by the way? I'm just curious. Have any of you read this book? Are you aware of this book or is it completely new to you? Just curious to know if someone read it. Um, completely new. Okay. New book for me. New. Completely new. New. Okay. Amazing. So I'm so happy to introduce this book to you because uh, <laughs> that's a new one for me. Uh, amazing. I love it. So what, what, one of the first things that uh, she covers in the book, it's what does it mean to have undivided attention? Because this is something that we are all lacking of. And when we talk about time management, we are talking about mindfulness, especially here on Inside Timer. We are talking about being present, right? We are talking about focusing our attention. So what does for you guys mean undivided attention? When you are giving undivided attention to someone or to something, can you just type in the chat? What does that mean to you? Undivided attention. What's the meaning of that? I'm just curious to know what you guys write down. Deeply listening. Thank you, Chantel. Fully listening and being present, being in that moment, loving, generous presence, being fully present and listening, soul focus, active listening, active listening, focus, listen with no agenda of my own. Great. Amazing. So those are really great. So listening is always in there. All of you guys mentioned listening, right? Really listening with your ears. And I love CJ, what you said, no agenda of my own. So I'm not trying to just say something that I'm feeling. I'm just listening, right? Not reading the newspaper or social media and trying to parent. <laughs> Sarah, beautiful. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, it's, it's interesting. And you will learn from the book that sometimes having undivided attention doesn't mean that you have to be hours and hours with your child. 
because they don't have that capacity to, to receive so much from you. So the good news is that they only need short bursts of undivided attention and they will thrive with that if you can do that throughout the day, right? What is the name of the book? Uh, Chantel, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Chantel. The name of the book is Time to Parent by Julie Morgenstern, okay? Time to Parent. If you join my circle, it's called Your Thriving Lifestyle. I will share the name of the book in there, a recording and, and a blog post that I wrote about the book, okay? So the book says, quality time, mindfulness, focus. So at heart, it comes down to being able to connect, enjoy and fully engage with people and activities in the moment you are experiencing them, okay? So it comes down to being able to connect, to enjoy and to fully engage with whatever people and activity you are interacting, experiencing them in the present moment. So that's what being like undivided attention means, that you are fully present in this present moment. Like right now, I am here with you. I am doing this session and I try not to have my mind wander around because when that happens, I am distracted. I Things don't flow easily from me because I'm thinking about different things and I'm scattered. So when you do that with people, like so many times you are having conversations with people and that's what someone mentioned, right? Someone is just doing this and then they are kind of paying attention, but you don't feel fully heard. And that person, they may be listening to you, but they are not listening to you, right? They are not like eye contact really being there for you, right? They are just doing different things at the time. So that's what happens with our kids too a lot of times and with ourselves. So I like that definition of uh, of like being being present and undivided attention. It also mentions the flow state, okay? Flow state and practicing mindfulness. The flow state means that you get in the present moment and everything starts flowing easily. Everything kind of starts happening for you. You don't have to work too hard to make it happen. Everything kind of like, it's like being in a river, right? You are just floating down the river and you are not trying to go against the current. You are just floating down, you are enjoying the ride and you are taking advantage of that flow and, and going with it, right? So that's what state of flow means, like being present, knowing what you are doing and why, having that clarity, and then being able to be present with the people that you are with. So that's one of the things that the book starts with, okay? And then why is it so hard to be present? That's something that the book also, she mentions a few things that are the challenges that we are all facing to be present. So the, the workload of being a parent, right? It's daunting. Like how many of you guys are parents here? I'm sure majority of you are, but if you're not parents, it, it, it doesn't matter. This also applies to you, okay? Because life, it's busy in general. So many people, they don't have kids, but they have a very busy career or they are involved in so many things that being present becomes difficult because they have so much work to do, okay? such high expectations, so many goals to achieve. Three kids, two teenagers, amazing. I only have one and I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> Single mom of two, oh my God, Lauren, how do you do it? What's the secret? You should be doing this session, not me. Six and nine year old, two boys, five and three. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Any, any dads here? Any dads? Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sue. I'm just wondering if I'm the only man here, the only dad. And that's okay if I am, I don't care. But um, 
it's it's interesting anti-caregiver of four and five years old yeah and this is also a great session for those of you who maybe you are not parents or your kids are really gone uh like with their own lives now they don't live with you but you have grandchildren you have uh nephews you have like nieces you have like children around you right and then you start having people with uh with families too that you can help them out single mom who has survived wonderful 23 years old son wow I have no children, but still thought I will attend the session. No. Yeah, of course. Meditating every day, lots of therapy. That's how I, I single mom. Wow, learning, amazing. I love lots of therapy. I like that. You are using therapy to cope with things. That's amazing. So the workload is one thing. Uh, being present isn't always comfortable. That's a huge one. Being present is not always comfortable. Because when you are present, uh, you are facing a lot of stuff that you may not like. When I'm present with my with my daughter, I, I recognize that sometimes I feel uncomfortable because there is a resistance. There is, I have to be patient. I have to be listening. I have to be in the present moment, not multitasking because when I do, she notices that and then she gets upset. So she's my best teacher right now because she's always like pushing all the buttons that she can push to make me feel upset, to make me like just explore, right? Feel frustrated. And it's so interesting because so many times I feel in the flow and I can do that. So many times I just fall in the trap. I fall in the trap of like, I get frustrated. And then it's like, Emilio, you are the dad. You should be setting an example here. And you are just getting triggered. And that's something we're going to talk on Thursday, like the emotional triggers that we all face and how we deal with them, right? How can we learn from them? But it's not always comfortable being present. So, so many times we will avoid being present because it feels uncomfortable. Being present takes a lot of energy. Okay? How many of you guys, at the end of the day, you arrive home, you are tired, the only thing you want to do is just relax, and then the kids are there demanding from you, and you are just, I just need a break. I just want to go to my cozy corner and, and just disappear for like five hours. <laughs> so it takes a lot of energy, right? It takes a lot of energy and a lot of intention to be, to be present. Parents hold themselves to impossibly high standards, okay? This is something that, hey, I'm guilty, and I think all of you are most likely, like, you just want to keep the same lifestyle that you had before, right? Ah, it's okay, I'm going to do the same things, I'm going to do the same stuff, the same way, and my kids are going to come along with me, and no, that's not how it works. Sometimes you can integrate stuff in your life for sure, and they can participate, but you have to adjust, you have to be, like, for example, I love doing sports, I love, I love, like rollerblading, biking, stuff like that. I still do that with my daughter. But before, in one hour, I was done. I, I was done like 20 kilometers, come home, done, showered, ready. Now it takes three hours. I go, I stop in a playground, and then I stop in another playground, and then we stop because there is a butterfly, and then she wants water, and then she, she has a, a, a diaper change. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to adjust. You have to be flexible. So we all hold those high standards that we all want to do okay and then sometimes we are missing skills knowledge and training on how to do things properly okay so those are some of the challenges that that we all face when it comes to how to be intentional okay so the book is divided in two sections the first section is the part that you are being apparent okay so the first it's called PART, so doing your part, P-A-R-T. And that stands for provide, arrange, 
relate and teach. So Julie divides the task of being a dad is divided in four quadrants, okay? And these quadrants are here. And if, if someone wants to write it down in the chat, please do. The, the first section is how to be a, a, a parent, okay? A, a dad or a mom or whatever. And then each part, you have to do your part. That's how she refers to it. So the P stands for providing. And that's basically basic needs of food, clothing, shelter, safety, education, money. That's providing. That's providing what they need, right? That's one part. The A means arrange. You have to arrange schedules, transportation, paperwork, activities, social life. You have to arrange all those things constantly, right? To make, to make thing, uh, things work. Relate means you have to listen, you have to, to soothe, reflect, talking, enjoying, and playing, okay? So you have to start relating with your kid in a, in a deeper way. That's when being present is important, right? Connecting with them. When they feel upset, don't get frustrated, be patient, connect with them, eyesight, explain why you are doing the things that you do, and ask them questions because they are little humans and they have, they have the right to choose for themselves too. And so many times we are just trying to impose our ways and there are a thousand ways of doing things. And sometimes we just want them to do it our way and that's not cool, okay? And then the, the T stands for teach. Teaching, values, life skills, self-control and social skills. So that's the part of being a dad, being a mom, being a parent, okay? You need to, uh, she says that every activity that you may need to do with your kids will fall in one of those four quadrants. How do you feel about this, guys? Is this, does this resonate with you? Do you agree with these four quadrants that you have to uh, put the activities into? I'm just curious to know if, if, you, if you agree with them or not. We are gonna dive deeper into them, uh, what's involved in each of them. They make sense. Thank you, Bonnie. Okay, so they make sense. So that's another thing that, that she talks about. Four quadrants make sense. Uh, she also mentions that some of the quadrants are invisible for the kids and some are not. So for example, providing and arranging, like you providing a, a shelter, a home, money, uh, food, clothing, all that stuff, and arranging, doing the, the schedule, doing all the logistics, she says that that's invisible to the kids. They don't really see that, right? That's something that happens in the background, but they don't really, that's not part of their world. Versus teaching and relating, that's what they see from you, okay? That's what, what they see from you. So that's why so many times we may feel stuck in providing and arranging, feeling that we are giving them the best, but we don't take enough time to teach and relate. And even if you provide an amazing life to them, when they are grown up, they will remember that my parents were never there. They didn't care about me. And you feel hurt because it's like, I did everything I could for you, but only providing and arranging. I never took the extra time to teach and relate because I didn't have time. 
So that's why she makes a lot of emphasis about that. Yes, some parents don't realize the kids don't see that stuff or understand it. Yeah, so that's why it's so important to, to understand some of those things are adult world and the other one is the kid's world. And if you don't make a balance, they will not feel heard, listened and, 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 and understood because you are just always doing something that they don't grasp, they don't understand. It's not in their mind to really understand what's happening there, right? They are still too little. So that's why she's inviting you to really think about what is your time going in, in those four quadrants and how can you make that time more balanced? Definitely didn't realize all those invisible things my parents did for me until I was a parent myself. Yeah, Natalie, and I fall into that trap, okay? It's easier for me to clean up the kitchen, to clean up the mess, to do the laundry. Sometimes it's easier for me to do that than it is for me to just be with her, look at her, try to understand why she's crying, try to be patient, try to do things in a completely different way that may take three times the time that will take if I do it my way. We just feel in the trap of like trying to do things efficiently. And sometimes it is not the best way to do it because it's not about being efficient. It's not about doing the fastest you can. It is about connecting at the same time. It is about letting them choose, teaching them the options that they have and you listening and allowing them to be themselves too. So it's very difficult sometimes to do that. Uh, so Rosemary, what are the four quadrants? Provide, arrange, teach, and relate, okay? And the acronym is PART, so doing your part, P-A-R-T. If someone wants to write it down, that would be good. When I need time to arrange, my daughter just sees me texting to set up play dates or on the computer looking up activities, booking, so yeah. Deondra, and that's normal. We all have to do that. But sometimes maybe we can do that and explain to them what we are doing. Maybe they can look at the screen with us. Maybe we can ask them questions about it. Maybe we can do it on a piece of paper, like a calendar, and maybe they can kind of see it and maybe they can color it and you can draw an animal if you are going to the zoo. Again, it takes way longer to do that than it just takes to text and arrange it yourself. So that's why it's so important sometimes to think, what can I do with them to what I'm providing or what I am arranging, how can I include teaching and how can I include relating at the same time, okay? This is really important. My children are grown. Sure wish you were around when I was raising them. This this is great. Thank you, Sue. I am great at arranging, relating and teaching since pandemic and an unemployment being struggling to feel confident as provider. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing that. Uh, it's been a really tough time for all of us. Uh, yes, I have explained it to her. We call it mommy work. <laughs> it has been so helpful. Yeah, and again, like it's all about being intentional. It's all about really understanding. Maybe sometimes you may choose to do that task on the phone, maybe late at night when they go to bed or when they are playing. And again, the book says that kids need... So if your kid is one year old, they only have one minute of attention span. If they are five years old, they will have five minutes of attention span. That's the general, okay? Some kids are different, but Julie says that you don't have to be intentional. You don't have to be active listening for like two hours or three hours straight. It's just very little verse of time, very intentional, right? So maybe we are home and maybe she's watching a movie, something, and then she has a tantrum. That's the time for me to be completely intentional with her. Five minutes, four minutes, three minutes will be more than enough. Okay, and then once she feels hurt, I hug her, I ask her what's going on, 
and then we maybe do something and then we have here i don't know if you see them there but we have faces here so we come here and then she points at the face that she's feeling so she says i am sad face and then she points at that one and then i ask her what what can we do to take you to happy face right that is right there and then she will say uh i would like water or i would like my teddy or i want to go to the cozy corner or i want a big hug from mommy or from papi or i want so she starts brainstorming herself how can i change my what's happening why am i sad and how can i transform it into being better feeling better okay so it has been so helpful uh yeah it is possible to see the life later uh yeah na Nagis, uh, I share. I will share on my circle your thriving lifestyle. If you join the circle, I will share a link to the audio recording of this session. Okay, it won't be a video; it will be an audio. But yeah, you can have access to that. Okay. So it's very important to be aware of those things, right? Kids do not see everything that we parents do. They don't. They only see the things that they can relate to, the things that you can teach them and how you spend their time, how you look at them, how you talk to them, how you play with them. But they don't see the schedules. They don't see how you make money. They don't see how you provide a house, pay the bills, uh, buy the toys, buy the clothes. Any of that is visible to them. So that's why it's important to understand, okay, I have to balance my time and I have to make it a priority to try and, and integrate her, integrate my kids into what I'm doing when I have to do things. And when you don't have to, you have to set the intention of, okay, I'm gonna spend one intentional hour doing a craft with her. I'm gonna go for a walk. And when you go for a walk, I may look at my phone every now and then when she's busy doing something for sure, but I don't have to be on my phone all the time. And I don't have to not be on my phone all the time. So you have to find that balance, right? And it's important to, to, to try and have digital detoxes when you are with your kids too. Again, not all the time, but sometimes it's nice not to have a device with you. It's nice to just be present and it's difficult. It's uncomfortable and it feels like you are wasting time. That's why so many times it's so difficult to be present because we just feel that we have to be doing something all the time. And sometimes it's difficult to just relax. I love that idea with the smiley face in her cozy corner so much. Yeah, Nati Nati, that was an idea from the daycare. Uh, so basically, uh, we draw that together and then she points at the at the emotion and they say that kids are, are able to see four emotions so you see that we have a happy face scared face sad face and then we have angry face so those are the four emotions that they are able to kind of recognize and then uh, we just she just comes here and then she just points sad face sad face and it's so cute right because she's having a tantrum but then she comes and points at the sad face and then it's an opportunity for you to connect and see, oh, what's happening? Uh, why are you sad face, Eva? What's going on? And then she starts explaining what's happening in her world. And she starts explaining what, what she needs and what she wants. And sometimes you don't know because she doesn't say anything, but she's starting to recognize I'm feeling sad. Something happened that made me sad, but I have the ability to like express my sadness and then I can do something to put myself into happy face. So again, every kid is different, but that's really helpful, at least for us. So the second part of the book, so the first part is being a parent. The second part is being a human, okay? We are still human beings and we don't have to forget that. That's, this is the self-care aspect of being a dad, right? And then there is four quadrants here. 
And the acronym is SELF, okay? Taking care of the self, S-E-L-F. And that's sleep, exercise, fun, and love. Okay, so those are the four quadrants. I don't know if you can see them, but it's self and it's sleep, exercise, love, and fun, okay? So sleep means that you need to get enough rest so that your body, mind, and, and, and do you have energy, right? Because if you don't get a good sleep and your kids don't get good sleep, everything else is going to be bad. It's, everything else is going to be frustrating because everybody's tired. So sleeping is really, really important. When I can give kids a few minutes of undivided attention after a long day at school, it makes all the difference. Fewer meltdowns. Brenda, thank you so much for sharing that. And I agree with you. Sometimes it doesn't have to be hours of attention. It's just little micro like intentional time with them it's enough throughout the day wow thank you this is eye-opening i can't stay i can't stay for rest of this life but what is book you are referring to rosanna the book is called time to parent time to parent by julie morgenstern okay and gourmet time to parent by julie morgenstern i will share the name of the book in the circle okay the circle is called your thriving lifestyle and you will have a recording in there too. Well, I get enough exercise. Sleep is okay, difficult, or fun and love. Okay, so sleep is one. Exercise is physical activity that is essential for body and brain. Okay, love is romance, friends, social activities, and family activities. She just puts that into love. And then fun is hobbies, passions, and things that relax you. Okay. So guys, when we look at this, we are all looking at a, a self-care list and that's gonna be that's gonna look different for each of you, right? But this is one example and I always share like self-care list, right? Like what can you do to make yourself feel well? And I always invite people to create your own self-care list with things that make you feel well and things that you can do doesn't matter where you are, okay? So hard to get my kids to sleep. They are constantly going and seem tired. I will have to read this to get advice on how to handle. So Bonnie, if you want to teach her how to sleep, the book that we followed, that we loved, it's called 12 Hours Sleep by 12 Weeks Old. Okay? 12 Hours Sleep by 12 Weeks Old. We followed that book to the T and our daughter was sleeping 12 hours when she was 12 weeks old. So three months. When she was three months old, we started the routine at eight weeks, so when she was two months old, we started the routine that the book recommended, changing feeding, uh, extending like uh, like the feedings, uh, and, and there are a few things that you have to do. And then by the end of four weeks of training, she was sleeping 12 hours a night, and she's been consistently doing that. 12 hours a, a night and then two naps a day. Now it's only one nap, but we have a very defined routine. She understands the routine. She loves sleeping. She just says, I'm ready to go to bed. And then she just goes to bed and she goes to sleep. So recommend that book. If I will say you read that book if you want. Can someone type the name of the circle? I couldn't get it. Your Thriving Lifestyle. I hope someone can type it for you. Okay. So, so we are talking about being, being a human. And guys, if you cannot be a human and you don't take care of yourself... 
you are not going to be able to be present. You are not going to be able to like have energy. You are, gonna, you are not going to be able to, to be there for your kid because you're going to be exhausted all the time. Okay? So it's so important to like get really good sleep and get really... And then these quadrants will... That is amazing. You are incredibly helpful, pragmatic, insightful, and full of wisdom. <laughs> Thank you, Nati Nati. Your thriving lifestyle. Thank you, Kathy, for posting the circle in there. Okay? So the conclusion about these two quadrants, understanding how to be a parent and how to be a human and combining those two things together, is to help you dedicate enough time for each responsibility. Okay? Contain the time in each responsibility so that you don't get stuck in one of them. And this is, guys, we parents tend to get stuck in the arrange and provide and we avoid the relate and teach so much because it takes time, it takes energy, it's uncomfortable, we don't know how to do it, uh, we are feeling that we may fail. You know what I mean? It, it's not as easy. So we always tend to do the things that we know how to do. Okay? So by being aware of that, then you start thinking, okay, did I arrange and provide today? Of course I did. Did I teach and relate today? Actually, I can try and do more of that. How can I do more of that? Okay, instead of me doing dinner by myself, I'm going to invite them to the kitchen and I'm going to invite them to, to have a voice on what they want to have and maybe they, they can help you measure things. Maybe you can explain what you are doing. And I used to do that with my daughter a lot, all the time. I would just hold her in, in, a, in a... When she couldn't walk, I would just hold her and then I was just making dinner. So I was explaining, look, Eva, I just got some onions. And then I'm throwing them in the pan. I put some oil and the pan is really hot. And then I put her hand close to. And then the oven is hot because there is something in there. And then I'm stirring this. And then Papi's boiling spaghetti here. And we don't touch this pan because it's really hot. And then she was like understanding what we were doing, right? And now she has like a little stand. She gets in there and then she, she looks and then she now measures things. She was making smoothies. She was making pizza. She was making like... She loves being a part of it. Kids love being a part of what you are doing, guys. So think about that. How can I integrate more relate and more teach in kids? Something that I learned from, from this book and from the podcast also is... Uh, bye, Bonnie. You can listen to the recording after, okay? So something that this book really taught me that I really... It was ingrained in my brain is how to teach kids to do things, Okay. And the formula that she recommends is, and this is coming from other professionals that recommend it this way. The first thing, you show them how, how to do it. So I will do it myself and they will look at me. The second time, you do it together. So she will do it and I will help her do it. The third time, she will do it and I will watch her. But I will not participate. I will watch her and I will just encourage her, correct her, whatever and the fourth time they will be able to do it alone right so first time you do it and you show them how to do it so that they can see second time you do it with them third time they do it and you only watch okay and the fourth time they do it alone so if you apply that rule for everything i guarantee you that they will be more independent they will be more confident and they will be more uh willing to do things because you have allowed them to learn them progressively 
you didn't let leave them alone. They understand how to do it. They have seen you doing it. You have supported them and praised them when they tried themselves. And now they are doing it alone and they are so proud of it. Okay, so that's something that really stuck in my mind. Do you guys agree with that? Have you guys tried this approach with your kids? I'm just curious to know because this is just one way of doing things, right? There are a thousand ways of doing things, but I really like that and works with adults too. Guys, it does. <laughs> if someone comes to me and say, Emilio, can you do this? And I have never done it. I will be like, oh, sure. I don't know. I've tried this when I felt overwhelmed with chores. Kids can be very helpful if we let them. Yeah, Natalie, absolutely. If we let them. So many times we feel that we don't have time to teach them. It's just faster to do it ourselves. So we don't take the extra time to teach them. We don't take the extra time to like show them how to do it because we are too busy. We don't, we don't, and it's difficult. It takes patience. It takes like failing. It takes like, it's difficult. I love this idea. I take for granted that they can do more than they can at eight, seven and eight. Yes, raise mind that way. And they are very independent adults. Thank you, Christine. Yeah, so even for adults, guys, again, if someone comes to me and say, Emilio, I want you to do this. If I know how to do it, great. If I don't, I will be a little bit afraid. It's like, okay, I've never done this. So I will really appreciate if the person says, come, Emilio, I'm going to show you how I do this. So this is how I do it. Uh, and then this is why I do it this way. So you want to do it next time and then I'll, I'll watch you. I'm here for you. If you have questions, you are not alone. So I will do it myself and then I will have questions and I will say, oh, sorry, I'm stuck here. What do you recommend? And then after that, I will do it alone and they will overview me, but they will not participate. They will let me fail. They will let me. And if I have questions, I will ask. And then how confident are you after doing that three times, right? Then you just say, absolutely, I can do this. I feel confident. I was supported. I understand how to do it. Kids are the same. Okay. So just remember that formula. It's so important. Okay. So let's dive into... Let's dive into some of the activities. Uh, absolutely, I'm a teacher and this is the natural progression, but please remember that there is not a one-size-fits-all way to teach. Some children learn, require a bit more patience and time. In the end, they can all learn. Yeah, Charlotte, thank you so much. And that's why sometimes it's so difficult to be, to teach and relate, right? Because as you say, every kid is different and you have to tune to that specific kid. You tune to them by listening, by being present, by not imposing your way, by letting them have independence and give them a safe space and time for them to figure things out. And that takes energy, that takes time, that takes patience, and that takes you being willing. You have to be in a really good mental and physical state to be able to provide that. If you are scattered, if you are overwhelmed yourself, if you are feeling that you are wasting time, if you have a thousand things that you have to do and you are not present, you will not have the capacity to provide that safe space for that kid to do that. And guys, sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes it's like, I just can't do this right now. It's just too much. And I have to really come, relax, and then really set my expectations in a different way. It's like, Emilio, you are not being efficient now. Emilio, the goal is not to finish this and that and that. The goal now is to be a dad. The goal now is to do whatever you need to be with her 
and it doesn't matter the outcome you have to be there and that's difficult guys very difficult so thank you charlotte for that acclaration and i love that you are a teacher and you are here so feel free to add anything that you feel from your perspective that can be valuable because you guys teachers you are with kids all day long and you know better than anyone how to deal with them i always encourage and say i stand by if she wants me to yeah that's nice thank you marisa so so some of the some of the things that fall inside the provide okay so working managing finances creating a safe and unsure environment decluttering your home uh finding clothes like all that stuff falls into the the providing right like that's the providing aspect okay and that's remember that's invisible to the kid that's something that the kids will not understand they will not see until they are older as someone said here they didn't have any idea of everything that was happening in the background okay in the arrange you have organizing schedules you have spaces like decluttering and organizing spaces paperwork housework transportation traditions holidays uh any sports activities uh anything that you have to like create logistics around that falls into the arrange right again that's invisible to the child relate that's talking that's listening that's reading that's playing participating in children's hobbies and interests going on outings and adventures so all that is visible to the child that's relating that's time that you are spending together that's quality time we call it okay call it quality time with my with my child and then teaching it's imparting values life skills and discipline that enable kids to succeed in school and in life and teaching again teaching is not imposing your way teaching is letting them the opportunity to find a way to do what you need them to do but you don't have to impose them how to do it because they will find a way if they ask you can show them okay but sometimes they just want to try themselves and they want to fail and that's okay and our job as parents is to be patient and to facilitate that and sometimes i have a hard time doing that because i just want to get out the door i don't want her to spend five minutes putting the jacket but then she does it and then she put it flat on the ground with the sleeves facing the other way and then she puts her hands there and then she does Whoa! and the jacket flies over her and then it's like wow I, that's really cool <laughs> but it takes forever to do it and sometimes she does it the opposite way and then it's like same with putting the boots on it, sometimes it takes forever but you just have to be patient with it and sometimes that's not easy okay and then in the self in the in the being a human so sleep is nighttime sleeping and who couldn't use more of that right and naps so making sure that we all get a good night's sleep is so important okay and then inside exercise again exercise is gonna be look different for everybody but it's any form of physical movement right cardio stretching weight bearing exercise uh, walking biking dancing anything that moves your body anything that that gets your your heartbeat up right your dad is so cool yeah i have some videos on youtube guys if you want to watch them of her like putting the laundry away i have one of her like a the entry 
entryway thing that we have where she has her shoes and her jackets and then how she puts things back in there and how she understands how to use the system and then it's so cool to see to see her being independent right uh there is one of her making a smoothie putting things in the blender <laughs> it's so cute all kids are cute when they are little and when they are learning things right and they are so interested in and um, in things love it's about conversations, activities, connecting time with, with your partner, with friends, with family. So again, we all, all are going to need different doses of like love and exercise and fun, but we just have to find our own recipe. Okay. And then the book ha has a, a self-assessing section that I'm not going to get into because it's very elaborate, but you can basically answer a bunch of questions and then you will find yourself where you fall into the scale and then you will see okay what kind of parent am i am i a parent that focuses on providing or arranging or relating or teaching and then you learn the advantages and disadvantages and then you learn the things you have to focus on and the things that you have to let go of a little bit so to make it more balanced so it's very interesting to to really learn the differences between what kind of parent you are and how you can make that work better did you say the videos are on youtube yes so uh, so if you want to watch some of those videos uh, just go to my um inside timer profile link click in there and i think there is an option that says uh youtube videos or something and you can watch some in there okay so how how do you how are you guys feeling about these uh, these two formulas um would you say that you were aware of them? Would you say that this was an eye-opening like formula that you didn't think about? Is it is this like a good reminder? Like I would like to know where you are on. Like, do you think that this is something completely new to you? Would you say that you have been doing some of these things already? Uh, what is your main takeaway from what I have shared so far? I would like to know what 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 did you resonate the most with so far? Always curious to know. And feel free to share in the comments. Love this learning progressively equals independence and self-confidence for kids. Amazing, Brenda. The invisible versus the actual connection is very eye-opening. Thank you, Natalie. It is indeed something that we can all focus more on. <laughs> Sammy says it's mostly known information, but presented in a way that's concise and easy to relate to and understand. Sammy, it's good. That's why that's one of the things I like from the book. That is a very good practical and simple reminder of, OK, now I have a formula that I can follow and I can use in my day to day to become aware of how I am using my time right, and my presence. That's the thing, how I am using my presence and focus and energy. Okay. Okay, guys, if you are liking this session and you are finding value, remember that Inside Timer works with donations. So there is something up here that you can click if you feel inspired to and you can support me with a donation. Uh, Tamara, the name of the book is Time to Parent and it's by Julie Morgenstern more aware of the impact of the parts that are invisible to kids thank you cj absolutely um 
Thank you. You're welcome, Tamara. So some of the examples on how I am applying this book into my life, in case you are interested in, the first one is to really create your own self-care list, okay? This is something that, this is one example. Uh, thank you, Brenda, for your donation. So this is what, one example of 10 things that, that, that you do just to make yourself feel better, right? And this self-care example has nature bathing, okay? So like walking outside. Thank you, Sue. Uh, practicing deep breathing, breathing a few times in and out, people watching in my local library, listening to my favorite music, calling a friend who listens. Uh, Indu says, just join. Can you give a quick overview and the link to buy that book from? So Indu, if you join my circle, Your Thriving Lifestyle, I will share the name of the book, the main takeaways of the session, and a link to the recording, okay? Uh, learning to keep it simple. Love the idea to make a personal self-care list. Yeah, it is very strong and important reminder to me as they get older sometimes one tends to go automatically with exciting patterns. Yeah. Uh, thank you for what's the circle name? Uh, your thriving lifestyle. If someone can type it in the chat for Hindu, that would be amazing. I just don't want to do a recap here because people who are watching, it's going to be probably boring for them, right? Thank you, Loretta. So this is one example when you are doing your self part, like taking the time to create your own self-care list, it's really important because that way you know what activities you can do and you can create that self-care list by location. If you spend a lot of time at work or somewhere else rather than home, being aware of like, what can I do that I can do where I am? Because if you just say, I want to pet my cat, but your cat is only at home and you spend eight hours at work, you have to find things that you can do at work too, because if not your self-care, it's going to be limited to just your home. You can create your self-care list by, by person, by activity type. Okay, so there are so many different ways of doing this, right, guys? And I, I always show my list, my self-care list. This is my latest one. And then you can see how colorful it is. I have some drawings. And then every color means a, an activity type. So you can be as artsy as you want or as simple as you want but i recommend you create a self-care list start with a basic one if this is your first one make it very simple put it in a place where you can see it okay another one that is really important is to actually have some sort of schedule okay so these are some examples of uh, some of the schedules that we have had uh, and then it's important that you have some sort of an ideal week, a week that you are looking forward, a week that includes all the activities that you want to do, okay? And some of you will be thinking, this is so overwhelming to do. That was me. That's why I took the time to monitor my week. So I took the time to write down all the activities that I was doing every day to become aware of where my time and energy was going, okay? So I did this for a few weeks. So I did this for one week, two weeks, and then three weeks, I think, yeah, three weeks. And then after doing this for three weeks, I was able to see my patterns. I was able to see where my time was going, when I was doing things, and I was, always, I was also able to reflect about how I was feeling, okay? When you journal, it shows out your patterns. Absolutely, Anna, because we forget what we do, but when we journal, we can go back and read. So once I did that out, that thing, then we started, my wife and I, we started to do this. 
okay? Because we were finding very, very difficult. We were finding very, very difficult and frustrating to know when can I have self time? When can I go to the gym and play squash? When can I work? Because we are both self-employed, so we don't have a nine to five job. So if we don't create some sort of structure, I was always relying on her. She was relying on me. We didn't have clarity about when to do what. And we were both frustrated. So creating a journal, creating a calendar that we both agreed with that supports both the activities that we want to do was really important. So we took the time to do that. And then my wife's journal is more visual than mine when it comes to the week. But some examples, for example, so this is one one schedule that we are using. This is when Eva This is when Eva wasn't going to daycare, right? So you see that my wife was having her half of the time and then the white spots, it was my time. And then she has like a what she calls a habit tracker too, basically to to be able to track habits that she wanted to do and then how often she did them or not. So again, sometimes using a journal can help you with these things. I personally use my Google Calendar to create my week and I have it on my phone because I can tweak it easily. I can share events with my wife. My wife also uses Google Calendar, but she likes doing it first in paper because she's a, a more of a visual person. So there are different ways of doing this. And the secret is to find a way for you to be able to integrate these things, okay? Another thing that the book talks about that is really, really important is to find a village around you. <laughs> what does that mean? That means being creative about, especially this for single moms or people with several kids, that you are drained, that you are exhausted, that you don't have enough time to do everything. Uh, finding help is really important. Examples. If you have the luxury of living close to your parents or to your parents-in-law or to some family members, maybe ask them if, if they if they want to participate in, in, in maybe doing activities with them, okay? Because honestly, if they say yes, sometimes parents are so afraid of, of asking, parents are so afraid of, of letting their child go because they're afraid they're going to break their routines, they're going to blah, 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 but you need help. And they will be they will feel most likely really well accepting that help, right? they will feel really well delivering that help. And sometimes we prevent them to feel well because we don't want... So we are thinking that we are imposing something, but they want to do that. And if they do it, they will feel well, but we are not allowing them to do it. So the book talks about that, how so many times we are not allowing people to help us because we feel it's, it's too much of a burden, but they want to do that. And they are feeling frustrated because you don't let them do it. So parents, parents-in-law, brothers and sisters, it, when they start going to daycare and school, like I know with COVID has been really challenging and I was frustrated with that because we don't get to know the other parents, we don't get to meet them. But having play, play dates, play, play dates, like imagine if you get together with two sets of parents, okay? And then one day a week, my daughter goes to someone else's home for a, a, a pizza night and a movie. Maybe she's gone for three hours. And that person is watching three, four, five kids deliver that two or three hour intentional time, okay? The next week, the other, the other parents do that. And the next week, we do that. So all of a sudden, we get two nights off every three weeks. Because one week, we will facilitate that for the other parents. And then for two weeks after, we are free that night. 
Imagine if you can do that twice with all, a, a, another set of parents. Plus you have your parents, plus you have your grandparents, whatever, whoever is around. And all of a sudden, you start having this circle of support. Your kids are enjoy a lot being in different environments. At least my daughter loves it. So we have a friend, Laura, that she takes her sometimes. We have a friend, Mandy, that she takes her sometimes. We have Samantha's parents that, that they, they take her sometimes for the whole weekend. And so that's how we get time. And we have a babysitter normally once a week for two or three hours. She loves that interaction. She loves that new energy. And we love that time, the time that we get. So that's another thing that the book talks about. It takes a village to raise a child, especially if you are a single mom, single dad, and you have more than one. So it's even more work. So how do you guys feel about that? Are you guys using that? And I know with COVID, it has been very challenging to do that. But now that things are starting to open up a bit more, I think it's becoming a bit easier. Uh, but yeah, it's it's something to really think about. And we are getting to the end of the session. I don't know if you guys have any questions before I go. Um, I don't see the chat very active. I don't know if my connection is lower. For those of you who don't know, I do have courses on Inside Timer that you can check. One course is about self-care, a 10-day course. And the other course is about embracing minimalism in your life. And it's a 14-day course. Okay, so you can you can check those two courses. Hi, Monica. And then you can also check. I am now offering one-on-one -on -one mentoring. So you can check that on my profile. If you go to mentoring, you will see that you can book a one-on-one -on -one call with me. And we can dive deeper into any anything that I cover in my life. It's all about intentional living. And I have experience in so many different areas. So when you fill out the form, you will see some questions there. So feel free to check that out and let me know if you are interested. Uh, this was great, Emilio. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jan. You have given us so much to think about. I know, CJ. Sorry I'm late. I was at yoga. No problem, Monica. This has been great. Can you please show the family calendar again? Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and experiences with us. Thank you, Sammy. So this is one, one example okay, of the calendar. Again, this is not a recipe for you to follow. This is just, this came from our own frustrations, right? And it has changed a lot. The calendar has changed a lot. And if you see like my, my wife's calendar, for example, shows that every, she does this every, every time our life changes, we, we change the, the, the schedule, like for, for example, my wife is doing yoga. So the yoga sessions change the time. So now we are thinking about, okay, how can we tweak our week so that I can go to yoga twice a week and she can go to yoga twice a week. So we, we tweak our schedule with Eva to be able to facilitate that because that was important to her and to me. I do the same. Sometimes my squash schedule changes. So we tweak the calendar to make that happen, right? And the calendar is not something that we have to follow to the T every single day. Like it's just a guideline, right? This is another example, for example. This is just a guideline to fall into. When nothing else is going on, we have both a reference. If a friend calls me and asks me, Emilio, can you do something with me on Saturday at 2 p.m.? I can look at my calendar and I can give him a confident answer. 
Yes, I can. No, I have my daughter until 2 p.m. I can after 2 p.m. Or I can ask my wife, Sam, are you are you available to change the day that day, like to do morning instead of evening or vice versa? So again, it's a it's very fluid, but we have something to fall into so that our week kind of is consistent. Is there any place to connect with you beside Inside Timer? Lorian, you can uh, if you click on my Inside Timer profile, you will you will find my website. It's emiliojosegarcia.com. You can find all the information in there. Okay. Uh, so guys, any other specific questions that you have? I just upgraded to Member Plus so I can take your courses. Yes, CJ, please take them and engage in the course classroom. So at the end of every session, please click on the button that says ask a question, click in there and then share what, what happened with you in that session. Share what came up for you, your experience It's so important. And also it really helps teachers uh, support teachers because Inside Timer really values the engagement piece. So that's the best way to support me if you cannot donate. Honestly, that is the best way to support me. Um, my three-year-old always says, put the phone away. <laughs> the undivided attention and intention is what I need to work on. Yeah, I think we are all on the same boat. Uh, sometimes for me, it's easier to leave my phone behind because if I have it with me, you are always tempted to do something, right? Because you feel that you are wasting time. So you go to the playground and maybe you are not interacting with her. She's just doing her own thing. She's safe. You are just there. So it's easier to just grab your phone and do something else, right? Grab your phone and, and, and talk with someone. Grab your phone and, and do one more task. If you don't have it, then you are not tempted to do it. That's why sometimes it's... Maybe you can put it in silence. Maybe you can put it in a place that is not convenient. Maybe you can put it in a in a pocket that if it rings and it's something important, you can grab it. But it's not easy for you to just slide it out of your pocket and look at it. You have to do a few steps. That's a strategy that works really well. Uh, but yeah, it's we all have to do that. I try to bring my juggling balls with me, my slack line, uh, my bicycle, something that will keep me busy while she's playing so that I am playing too, but I'm not on my phone. Sometimes it does work, but sometimes I fall into the trap too. Thank you very much, Emilio, for your knowledge and insights. No problem, Nati, Nati. We are making a massive move from New York City to California. I am completely overwhelmed trying to sort through 14 years of accumulated stuff. Yeah, Jan, that moving is always a very stressful time, but I want you to look at it like as a fresh start for you. Uh, when you are moving, it's honestly, I know it's overwhelming, but it's the best time to assess your lifestyle, to assess what you want to create moving forward. And then once you have that clarity, try to find a theme for your lifestyle when you move to California. What do you want your life to look like? What kind of activities do you want to do? How do you want to feel? What kind of space you are moving into? Is it bigger or smaller? How many spaces do you have? And then try to think about the activities that you are planning on doing on each space. And then when you start having that clarity and connecting with that, life vision that you are creating for yourself going through your stuff and deciding is going to be way way easier if you don't have that clarity you're going to be looking at your all your belongings and it's going to be very difficult to decide because you don't know what you are going to be doing you don't know what theme you want to have you don't know how you want to feel right so it's really important to take that time and i know when you're moving it seems that you don't have the time to do that it seems that that's a waste of time but trust me that if you have the clarity 
you will look at your belongings and you will say, I need this, I don't need this. I need this, I don't need this. Because you know what you want to do. You have that clarity. And I'm jealous of you. I love California. The weather is so beautiful. Uh, like, I don't know. It looks like a very nice place to live. So congratulations on that. And the next course that I am creating is about creating yourself, uh, creating your uh, clutter-free home. Okay? It's still not live, but I'm working on it. Bigger. Anything outside of New York City is bigger. <laughs> Thank you so much for your insights, Emilio. I'm going to write down what I want. So in your case, Jan, because you're moving into bigger space and sometimes I know it's difficult to go through the things when you are moving because you have to do a thousand things, space is not going to be a problem for you. So you can do that after. You can move all your stuff there if that's easier for you and then you can then take the time, set the intention, be kind with yourself, understand that you are temporarily moving chaos is gonna be a temporary chaos just i recommend that you set your kitchen your bedroom and your bathroom as main spaces that that's what everybody needs and contain your mess somewhere else and then try to do that try to connect with your vision try to connect with the activities you want to do get a feel of what kind of lifestyle you want to have in there maybe allow yourself a few weeks to experience how it it looks like to live there, activities you have access to, and then you can make more confident decisions. So set the expectations really low at the beginning because you are moving into a new space. You are moving into a new city. You are becoming familiar with something completely different. So it is okay to have mess in the meantime until you get clear on what you want and need. I hope that helps you. I hope that helps you. Clutter-free, yeah. Okay, guys. Um, that was the session for today. So on Thursday at 10 a.m., I'm doing the next session. And it's going to be about understanding and learning from our emotional triggers. Okay? So if you can join, it will be on Thursday at 10 a.m. And I will be sharing my own triggers and specific life situations that I have experienced so that you can have some context. And then... I'm going to invite others to share theirs and then we can explore why they are there, the limiting beliefs behind them, and then things that we can do to like change them, right? Because there is a formula. Once you become aware of your emotional triggers and the things that come up for you, you can then re uh, change them into positive ones. You can understand why they are there. You can forgive the person who created them by understanding why they did what they did. Maybe like going back to the childhood and understanding their situation, visualizing that person as a three-year-old person, experiencing what you were experiencing and understanding that they did the best they could. And then, so the forgiveness piece is really important. And then understanding when, when you created that, how is that limiting belief serving you or what's serving you in the past? And then what do you, what do you want to create moving forward? So it's really powerful, very deep. It's not easy work, I'm going to say that, <laughs> but it is doable. And we're going to shine the light on those things on Thursday. Okay, so come ready to dig deeper, to really look at your insights. And it's going to be a really good session. I promise it will be. Thank you as always, Emilio. Very grateful for your sessions. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here, guys. I really miss you last week. Uh, I only did the sessions on Monday and Tuesday, and it's been a full week. So I'm very happy that... I'm back on my two days a week routine. 
Thank you so much for sharing what works for you as a parent. It's very inspiring to see new awareness being shared. Uh, thank you, Lauren. And it's a work in progress, right? Every day I'm facing challenges and I need to change stuff and I'm being triggered. So yeah, it's a, it's a work in progress. So we are all on the journey, right? You make things feel less scary. Thank you, Carly. I try to do that. That's one of my, that's my mission, right? To make intentional living simple, fun, so not scary, but fun and available to every person on the planet. And Inside Timer allows me for that. So I'm very grateful about having access to this community. Okay, if you guys don't have any more questions, I am going to let you go. Uh, and I invite you to transition into whatever you are doing with, uh, with intention. Okay, transition to... Just set the intention for whatever you are doing next. Just maybe take a couple of deep breaths. Allow yourself just a few seconds of quiet time. You can close your eyes if you feel like it. Very grateful that you were here with me today. Very grateful for your energy and I'm wishing you to have a beautiful rest of your day. Whatever you are doing, do it with love, with intention and with presence. Okay? Have an amazing Tuesday and I will see you in two days on Thursday at 10 a.m. Adios.